0: Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today is one of my favorite things that we do. This is a podcast collides episode, but this is an international edition. And I have with me today, the podcast host of The Relatable Voice, Lucia. And I need you to pronounce your last name for the audience, because I'm not
1: good. (laughs) Lucia Matuonto.
0: Matuonto. Okay. Will you please tell the audience about yourself?
1: Yes, thank you for having me. And I'm a mother. Thank you. I'm a mother, an author, a podcaster, and a physical therapist. So basically, I started this month also a program of interviews called Uncut with Lucia by wordauthors.org. And yeah, I lived in six different countries, so I feel like I'm from everywhere but I was raised in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I currently live in Spain with my wonderful husband. I love to write, um, to run on the beach, drink coconuts, and paint when I have time, of course. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there are other things that I will try, but that's for now.
0: (laughs) Okay, now let me ask you this. You, when when someone goes over to your uh, information on Instagram, Mm -hmm. they the relatable voice they can click in and they can go to your website yes and what's your website called
1: Uh, my website is called is www.luciamatuonto.com
0: and you have numerous titles to your name you you're you're very as we say versed And, you know, my audience, when I say verse, I mean, she is everywhere and anywhere with anything. So could you tell the audience about your titles and everything that you did?
1: Yes, of course. So, um, just one second. (laughs) Okay. So um, basically I went through different phases in my life in which I developed skills and experience in multiple areas i lived in six different countries as i told you That's and a lot. It, yes and it includes a country, countries in the middle east uh, for example in bahrain i was working as a physical therapist and i had the chance to give Pilates classes so i ended up teaching one of the princesses and other royals Whoa. yes was an amazing experience. So experience. So in Dubai, I gave speeches and I was a consultant for a new rehabilitation method. Because of this, I had the chance to teach healthcare professionals in different countries like Egypt, Malaysia, Portugal, Brazil, and others. And like, I also lived in Germany. So when I moved to, to Germany, I launched a new exercise method called Brazilian fitness. And it was very well received by women there. So in Brazilian fitness, we used to dance to warm up. And then of course we were lifting weight and making uh, like crutches and crutch, crutches, sorry. Making some exercise for many different parts of the body. And it was in a very fun way. Uh, So in the US, I restarted painting and writing, which is something that I always loved, but I didn't focus on for many years. And I finished my book trilogy last year, Zoe the Crab, in Spain, here where I am now. In reality, even when I'm, I was treating children with special needs, art was always present through storytelling and the illustrations I used to make for kids. So that's why I have so many titles. Okay. <laughs> it's because through my life, I've been doing so many things, like been trying different things. And this is something I love to do.
0: Okay, and that, that, that sounds really versed there. Once again, being able to, to do these things while having a main job as a physical therapist. Um, so you have a podcast, The Relatable Voice. You can find it on Instagram at, yes. at The Relatable Voice. Um, and I will tell everyone you should subscribe to this. Uh, give it a hard listen. Uh, you will find some credible things there that you would like to hear. Now, could you tell the audience... And the people that don't know about your podcast, what goes on inside your podcast? What you doing over there?
1: Um. Yeah, the relatable voice just started. I released four episodes, but I recorded many interviews already, and I'm super excited about it. I'm very pleasant pleased. I'm very pleased that many people are eager to be on the show, and has even surpassed my expectations. And for example, I'm interviewing people who talk about sustainability, coaching, books, like astrology, travelers, like mental health, fitness. It's so everybody's welcome. And also the idea is to be able to talk with interesting people, feature their work and add values add value to my listeners, and, of course, keeping my mind busy. You know, like that when this pandemic started, I was very worried and started being anxious about it. But focusing with the activities I like the most, like writing, painting, and networking, like I was able to ground myself and turned my fear into an opportunity to create, produce, and learn new things. And I'm so glad that I'm talking to you today about my podcast.
0: And I'm glad that we have you on a your podcast. Now, let me ask you this. We, you've uh, reiterated about the six different countries. Um, now, being in these countries, um, how do these different countries influence how you write? Uh,
1: basically, um, just <laughs> yes, so...
0: Sorry. Oh, it's fine. We, we, we edit this stuff.
1: <laughs> you can edit, yeah? Yes. Sorry, I have it here. I, people ask me so many things, these questions. Okay. So, um, I like, I always use themes as inclusion, diversity, and qu- equality in my books. So, working with people from other nationalities, religions, and cultures. Opened my mind tremendously and made me grow in different aspects. I will explain you why. Okay. So, for example, in the book Zoe the Crab, uh, Zoe is it calls attention to values such as inclusion and diversity. For example, the main character is a crab. Is of course, is a little crab. And she's very funny and loves to dance, but she ends up had, having an accident and loses her claw. So in reality, I want to show kids and their parents that having special needs or being different is completely normal. And I learned it a lot because I've been working with kids in this many different countries. And I learned that it's okay to be different. And it's so incredible to be able to learn about other cultures, their, their food, and having different uh, like hair or skin colors or speaking different languages. It's so amazing and it influences of course in my during my writing yes okay okay
0: now you have a company and you inside Mm -hmm. the company you offer coaching in the areas of publishing illustrating video tutorials and a few other things could you let the audience and let it let everyone else know because you know it's always amazing to be able to learn from someone that's one thing i always tell people never stop learning from people because some people learn things you can take it put a different spin on it and mm-hmm. uh we have efficiency but then you put proficiency to it and proficiency mm-hmm. you know if, if, if it's proficient nothing's going to stop that so what can you tell me about the the, the coaching areas that you offer in publishing writing illustrating in your video tutorials
1: Yes, uh, actually, I work with a media group, as I said before, it's yes, wordauthors.org. Yes. And I tried to do things by myself, like illustrations and also translations. But in the end, I was so busy. And then I started like this partnership. And now I have a team of people who work with me. So, like, I started getting a lot of requests to make, you know, like, illustrations. And basically, I said, I need help. So what happened is, at wordauthors.org, we offer all these media services. And we do the interviews, like, uncut with Lucia, that we just started. We released already two episodes and we interview authors, like book authors, songwriters, and wordsmiths, so we offer also editing, translations, dubbing, illustrations, book cover, and like everything that is related to books and arts as well, as you can see, yeah.
0: Okay, yes, you can definitely see, uh, she has a lot of artwork behind it, so... Here, here goes the curveball. Um, the audience doesn't know how we prepare for shows, and when we prepare for shows. We do questions, so we have, we, you know, we have a certain lineup, and we never truly follow any structure because everything we do is organic. We do a pre-call before we start shows. So, here are the mysterious questions: mm-hmm. If someone were to come meet you on the street today, mm-hmm. and they wanted it to become Part of your podcast, if they wanted to okay. just be a guest on there to be enlightened, uh, or th- just to tell their story, how would they get in touch with you to be on your podcast? Like after um, if they initially met you on the street and they're like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast, I listen to it. How do uh-huh. I how do they approach you to be on your podcast?
1: So if someone approaches me first, I'll be very happy because I love knowing new people and also giving the opportunity the opportunity to them to show them wor- their work so basically i would tell them to send me an email with all the information they have like social media books illustrations what they want to talk about and i will check it out i will i read all Im- the emails people send me and i try My best to put them on my show or also at Uncut with Lucia.
0: Okay, so you got different venues to put them on there. All right, so so here's one of our hot seat questions. Okay, Mm -hmm. you're at home. Uh, You and your husband are done everything you're doing for the day. You got a second to put a set of headphones on. What's the first podcast you're listening to?
1: Uh, Actually, I listen to The Moth.
0: Okay.
1: The Moth Radio Hour is a podcast that I've been uh, listening for many years, and it's amazing. I just love to listen to these stories.
0: Okay, okay. And and the reason that that I ask questions like this is because some people... like when they listen to these shows, they assume that because we are podcasters that we don't listen to other podcasts. Now, obviously Uh I I explained to you my second part of what I do in podcasting, I listen to a lot of podcasts Uh and and I usually have 12 to 14 hour rides. So um, where I live, I live in West Virginia. So West Mm -hmm. Virginia is, is what you call the North South and the South North when you're looking on the East Coast. So I'm in that middle area. So about a week ago, I had a trip to Boston and mm-hmm. instead of flying out because of COVID-related things, um, I took a 12-hour drive. So, you know, round trip, I had 24 hours to listen to podcasts. Wow. So, wow. So inside of that, um, I play, I had your podcast in there, and uh-huh. I listened to it. And um, over some time, I think it was, what day was it? I, I don't remember exactly the date, but um, I reached out to you after I had listened to your podcast, because that's how I do things. I uh, listen, listen to your podcast. I'm trying to pull up all over information sure real quick. I usually keep uh-huh. it all close close by. Um, and I listen to your podcast. It was on. Where did I listen to it? It's on my um Google. That's what it's on. Uh huh. It's, it's on my Google. And the episode that I listened to, I'm pulling them up right here. Um, it
1: was Derek Addison. Yes, Derek Edison. He was yes. my first guest. I listened
0: to him and I listened to Jennifer. Can you pronounce her last name?
1: Uh, Jennifer Sin.
0: Yes. I listened to those. And then um, the last two, I haven't got to just yet. But inside your podcast, I was like, uh, wow, you have an it factor. And an it factor is something like it's marketable. I don't just go out and I'm not listening to every podcast and say, oh, I can take this podcast and take it to the moon. But when I listened to your podcast, I was like, there's quality there. I seen that there was quantity in it, but the wow. quality, the quality there, um, that's something you can't teach. And inside these podcast collide episodes, always get the podcasters to give a little advice to fledging podcasters or people that are on their way up. So the next line of a question for you, like I said. I told you I would give you some questions that are prepared, and then I throw you some curveballs. So here's my first question to you. And um, these questions, I relate them to a TV show that comes on, in, that used to come on in America. It was called 2020. It's a TV magazine. It had Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer, and John Stossel. So these are hard hitting questions. John Stossel is funny, but I don't do any of the funny questions. So here's okay. the first question. And this is a Diane Sawyer question, the first lead off one is this. What made you start your podcast exactly? Like what day, what time, when, what made you decide to start it?
1: Um, I always want to have my own podcast, but I didn't have time nor courage. I believe it happened when the pandemic started, like March last year or April. We were in complete lockdown in Spain. And I said I need to communicate with people. (laughs) I can't go to, I can't meet them here in the bar. So I need to find my way to communicate and to, you know, have more things to do. So I decided to do the podcast, to start the podcast in the same like week that I decided to publish my book. It was like almost one year ago. But in reality, it took a lot of time to start because you know it's not easy. But basically it was almost one year ago. And I published the last the first episode two months ago. Okay. So you but the started- pandemic was the reason for starting it.
0: So if it hadn't been for the pandemic, we may not have a podcast out of you today.
1: Maybe not.
0: Okay. exactly. Now, how did what was the pressure on you? Because, you know, pandemic, you know, we're inside. So it's kind of like what we call in America, cabin fever. You're everybody can have a big space, but still it's a tight space no matter where you are. So Mm -hmm. how did you make time to do a podcast and finish your book?
1: Actually, I'm not working as a physical therapist here. So I started having a lot of time. Okay. And during the day, yeah, and also I know what you mean when say you say cabin fever, yeah, so what that we I was doing was like two hours a day I was writing, two hours a day I was thinking, planning my podcast, two hours a day I was trying to exercise, yeah? Okay. <laughs> and the other two hours i was listening to podcasts (laughs) so eight (laughs) hours and then sleeping
0: (laughs) so you made a job out of it
1: yes my book i started writing it in april and in june i the end of june i released the first one and after like two months i i published number two and after two months Number three. So the whole trilogy was done in like four, five months.
0: Okay. And real quick, just because this is for advertising purposes, and we definitely like to do this on the show, can you name all three titles and tell everybody where they can find those titles?
1: Yes. Uh, The name of the book is Zoe the Crab, and book one is Lost on the Beach. Book two is Mystery Island, and number three is The Rescue Mission. Um, my listeners, our listeners, can find the books on Amazon and everywhere. I like if you type on Google, you can find my books on Barnes and Nobles and uh, Books a Million and Google, uh, Apple Store. So they are. You can find them in many places. And also, I have ebook books, and now. The audio books are also available oh, on whoa. Audible. Yes, and it's amazing that I, I had an amazing review in Canada, and people started like um, referring this book in the schools, in the schools, in some schools, of course, in Canada. And this is something so rewarding, knowing that the kids are enjoying this story of a little crab who writes in a diary every day (laughs) telling her (laughs) adventures. So, yeah, basically they can find me on Amazon and also on Instagram, uh, Lucia, my author, and also my uh, website that you already told.
0: Okay. And another cool thing there um, provided and everyone knows that I checked out the show notes for this podcast at the very, uh, when this episode is published in the near future Um, in the show notes, it'll have everything that she just told you there so that you can just click a link and go get a book and enjoy it. Now back to podcasting real quick. Uh Um, What advice would you give to podcasters? Because see, you have a special situation. Mm -hmm. English is not your first language. No, yeah. maybe the third or fourth. <laughs> Four. uh, your native tongue correct is Portuguese, right?
1: Yes, my native
0: language is Portuguese. So, yes. so going from Portuguese, and I know certain type of conjugations inside the Spanish language, because everybody goes conozco hablar, lier, uh, escribe, you know, with Spanish. Uh-huh. You know, everybody knows a little bit of this and that. So yes. the conjugation of your words to Spanish to English, that's a lot to take in your mind. That's about like being two MacBook computers or three MacBooks
1: Yes exactly, but I speak five languages because Ooh. I also learned German and I also learned Italian because my husband is Italian American. Yes, yeah, so it's crazy as I said sometimes I mix everything and but I I love the fact that I didn't give up like learning some languages like. German, which is very difficult, and Spanish and Italian are easier because of this. They are from the same root than Portuguese, but basically, yeah, I have five languages here, and I'm, I try to keep in contact with my friends. Like I, we always try to speak in another language, another languages, so it helps me to keep at least to keep. It be, be, uh, instead of forgetting everything.
0: Okay. Now, let me ask you this in the near future, inside your (laughs) podcast, are you going to do episodes in all time languages?
1: I would like to. Yes, I would like to, too. But, uh, the most of my listeners are like speaks English. So (laughs) I, Know if I will be able, but maybe I can do like a bilingual.
0: <laughs> you can do a bilingual episode, yes? Yeah, just
1: maybe a,
0: so. just just an encouraging thought there, because you never know. Um, and like we always say in, in this the in the grand scheme of things, that attracts all listeners by doing all that. Um, so let me move over here. Um, the crazy thing, and I always tell everybody um this: when you have a podcast, it's a huge voice in. Um, I always give everybody a quick testimony about themselves. Lucy, with, with what you have going on, uh, you have to be really proud of yourself because not a lot of people would bridge gaps like mm-hmm. you're doing. Thank so you. They wouldn't try to be informative and at the same time with the youth, helping out with the young people with mm-hmm. your with artistry and with your books that's something very commendable and that's something i do want to give you a pat on the back about for the simple fact that not a lot of people are trying to be multifaceted like me for instance i just do podcasts yeah i have other ventures that i do outside of the podcast but they follow my hobbies they're not mm-hmm. to help anybody i just want people to do what i do and not worry uh-huh. about nothing else so for- with what you're doing that is amazing thank you so um One big thing that that we always ask, and this is the Barbara Walters question. This is the serious question. What is in the future for you?
1: Actually, I'm planning to keep doing the uncut with Lucia because it's an amazing way to show people, show uh, authors, the authors can put their voices, um, show their faces. And like, it's it's a good way to promote authors because we always have a name on the book, in the book, sorry. We always have a name, our name on the cover, but nobody see us. So I want to be able to show authors uh, to their readers, like to show our voice. So Uncut is a show where, you know, we I will be interviewing various, various authors and writers in a more open and unedited way. So if you were a writer, you can come and speak from your heart, you know what I mean? Yes. It's, a, it's like a candid interview, which I'll, I'll, I'll be allowing yeah, the authors to show themselves. Like all author authors are welcome. And my plans are that this program can be well-known and more and more people can come to be featured in it. Yeah, that's and also I'm writing a new book that I will be releasing in uh, on uh, in the summer, like next summer. Uh-huh. Yeah, and for a while I have only these two things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and hopefully, uh, one thing that I hope that you do after this, you continue to keep doing your podcast and jump on other podcasts so that they can hear your voice and hear your message.
1: Yes, and I, I of course, I want to keep uh the podcast and i really appreciate your tips the tips you are doing you're giving to people that's so much appreciated like it will help me a lot
0: i hope those videos do and and like i said uh on that tip i'll put a little bit in there on me on this one um the reason that i do those videos is because i see you know we're all human and we all make money whatever but i see people offering To start a podcast, to do this and that, $800 US dollars to start a podcast. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you have someone that gives them the $50 special or the $100 special. And I say no to that. I I, I tell people that you can start your podcast for free. Obviously, you have to buy the the equipment, you have to, or you got to use a a good phone or something that has a good microphone. But. You can do podcasts. You can be successful with them by just researching what you want to do. Exactly. And, so, and someone like you, that it seems like you're very strong in your convictions, you're going to keep doing what you want to do. Um, and you're doing it in a positive manner and you're very open to listen and to hear different things. That's what the podcasting world needs more of. So I want to thank you for that too. So here's another uh, one of these out-the-door questions. What advice would you give to someone that wants to start a podcast? This is something I ask everybody that's been on the show for Podcast Collides. Mm -hmm. What would you you tell them to do to how to get started?
1: Uh, I think the most important thing is to be able to communicate and make yourself visible.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah? This is the first tip. Because things are not always easy, but with focus and determination, positive results can be achieved. I believe like art is everywhere and it in every one of us. And a podcast is an art. yeah, it's the art of communication. You should follow uh, like your heart and really go for that be consistent consistent with it sorry be consistent with it and keep learning by doing this you not only focus on on the end results but you enjoy the process enjoying the process this is the best thing about the podcast Yeah? yeah because like when i started I said I was nervous of course I was interviewing people that I didn't know and it was the same for the other side yeah like people who were being interviewed by me and although I was having all these mixed feelings feelings I was enjoying it because I'm Doing something that I was really afraid of, you know? Yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> it's something like this. So go for that. You know that the secret is to communicate and make yourself visible and enjoy the process.
0: And I like that answer, to enjoy the process. And um, that's something that I try to tell people, you know. Um when they get started out with this, everybody when when you usually by the time you get to me, it's a business model. And mm-hmm. I and I always put a disclaimer on my video for the hobbyists, which are the people that are starting on. And some people that just do it for hobby, because it's a launching pad for voiceover careers for art. Podcasts usually are, are a, a middle point to something else. And then yes. some people the podcasts are just everything, like in my mm-hmm. realm. Um I tell them enjoy the process, like you said. Um and in the, and the Best advice that I can give anyone that does a podcast, and I'll even give you this advice: Um, always tailor to what you think is best for your podcast. I listen to people, and and we're always open to learn things. Mm -hmm. But unless someone, when someone comes to me like with uh, criticism, I'm going to ask you how you deal with that in just a second. With criticism, um, if it's very structured and it has sound detail into it. I'll look into it, even if it has no true narrative to it. If, it. if someone comes through and they're like point A, B, and C, and D don't match, I'll ask them why A doesn't match to C, why B doesn't match to D, to so just see. And if they can come up with valid points, then I'm looking in a different perspective. That's my thing with criticism. If I see it and I can look in a different perspective with it, and it's something that goes forward and makes me progress, that's how I use criticism. How about you? How do you use criticism?
1: Or how do you take it in? Yeah, I take it in a very good way Uh, as long I see that is not something to make me feel bad because critics, you know, there are many ways to criticize someone's work. Yeah, I'm very open to critics and I really enjoy it because you can always improve when you listen to other people's advice, for example, reviews. Book reviews are very important to me because through the reviews, I'll be able to know where I'm like having mistakes and how can I learn from these mistakes, yeah? I'll give you an example. My books, the Zoe the Crab trilogy, is for kids from eight or seven to 12, 80 years old. I say that the book is for eight, from eight to 80, because the whole family enjoy it. But I, my cover was more like, it looks like it's for kids, younger kids, like four or five, when people see the cover, I mean the first cover. And then People start telling me, Lucia, I love this book, but it's, it looks like it's for younger kids. And I say, oh, thank you. This was, it added me a lot because the next book, in the next book, I will think better about doing like making the cover yeah so these are the critics that i really enjoy and i ask people please write reviews i love seeing reviews and even if they are not completely positive of course we cannot have always positive like five but it's good to read the reviews and i of course accept critics in a very good way because they will help me to grow and you have to be like i'm i'm developing thick skin (laughs) (laughs) yeah because like i know people some people will just criticize because they want to criticize but others they are helping us a lot and this is also for podcasts not only for books and yes Yeah, your work, like, it's very, very important. And kids are very honest. Yes. Yeah, they have no hidden agenda. If they don't like it, they will tell you.
0: (laughs) Yes, they will. And and even say with me, like, and what I deal with, because I probably listen to 30, 40 podcasts a week if I have time to. Wow. And keeping up with my regulars. And sometimes I listen to things, and some of them, You know, that it factor I'm talking about. Um, Not everybody's voice has that it factor in it. Some people just have a a, a voice that's just narrow and things like that. And I'll tell them certain ways to enhance and stuff like that. Never anything to be mean or anything like that. Always trying to help. And I like the way that in what you said about criticism, because that uh, will help other people. That's one thing that um, I always tell people with podcasts, and especially with this podcast, Collide's Deal. When we're doing these shows, like we're interacting right now, um, it's one forty where I'm at. It's six something, almost seven o'clock where you are. Um, this is a, a monument. This is a piece of history. Someone's going to take this when well, me and you are long gone. They're going to be like in twenty twenty one on March fifteenth. Uh, these words were said. You know, it will be a Google search at some point. And when you say profound statements like you have. You've dropped at least four profound statements today. Um, Those are things that are going to set people up for the future. So those are things that I want you to be proud of. And um, I wanted to thank you for being on West Virginia and commonplace. podcast a lot episode. Uh, (laughs) It was a pleasure having you on here. So before we end this, is there anybody you would like to give a shout out to anybody you want to give a big thank you to for helping you along the way? Um, It could be a human. It could be an entity. It could be anything Uh, who has helped you get along this way.
1: Yeah, I want to say thank you for my husband. He's amazing. He always supports me so much. And also I want to say thank you for Gaurav. Gaurav is my partner with the worldauthors.org. He believed that I was able, I was going to be able to interview people and to formulate good questions and to have a very good like um, approach with them and because of him i i am doing this uncut with lucia i have my own program and this is priceless so these are the people and of course my mom because my mom was the first person who always believed in myself
0: (laughs) okay all right so once again i will
1: uh, well, I want to say thank you to you too, of course, for this great opportunity to be featured on West Virginia podcast. Ari, right, uh, most definitely. We
0: appreciate you coming on. So once again, before we sign off, I want to tell you thank you, Lucia. And can you pronounce that last name for the audience one last time?
1: <laughs> Lucia Matuonto.
0: All right, and I hope everyone got that. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me.